This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best, we are living the whole of the Auburn experience. You can quantify it and qualify it in many different categories, in many different ways, in many different places throughout many different lives, experiences, but at its heart, at its core, the Auburn experience is all about its sports, its culture, and of course, the Auburn family. Since it's about family, we got to have family members here to discuss this experience. I'm your host, Kyle, back in chair number one and old chair number two. There he sits. Look at all glorious with that beautiful just block. I think it's called block A uh, logo on your hat. Mm. It's something for those yeah. of you that are viewers can see that listeners cannot. And just just looking like vintage Auburn right now, especially with that background, Mr. Austin <laughs> Scott. Welcome, sir. Well, I mean, what an opening for for us uh, as we've been <laughs> away for a little bit. I'm I'm feeling all good about myself. Thank you. Uh, good to be back with you, Kyle. Um, and War Eagle to you, sir. War Eagle to our Auburn family. We have much to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of good, lots of not so good. All in all, it'll be a good one. Um, but really glad to be back. Yes, we have been away for a few weeks, mainly uh, due to my schedule. Um, I will never, ever guarantee that craziness won't pop up, but I don't anticipate us having any other schedule issues until uh, Christmas Eve and New Year, which unfortunately falls on our normal record date. So this is a little bit of housekeeping pre-show for all, or at the early part of the show for all the listeners and viewers. Uh, we will, promote, we will not be doing a Christmas Eve show. I can guarantee you of that, just, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk Live about, from the candlelight service, right? I <laughs> doubt we will do a new year's Eve, but Austin and I will discuss that. I don't know what he's going to get into. I don't get into much on new year's Eve, but I don't know that we'll both be in a place that we can do that. We'll figure that out. But the point is we're back and we're back on a mostly regular schedule for the foreseeable future. As far as we can tell with that being said, Let's talk about our first segment, Auburn Potpourri, where we just bounce around to any little thing that we can and discuss within the Auburn experience. Some sports, some not. Let's start off with sports stuff. We're going to go ahead and give a humongous shout out to back to back playoff, I guess they call it playoffs, tournament berth, Auburn volleyball, making it for the second year in a row. Last year was the first time in program history. Coach Crouch and the ladies and the staff have done us proud yet again, a seven seed going into the Louisville Regional to take on Western Michigan. Up and down year in terms of where there were some injury issues and things like that. But here we are again, Austin, celebrating Auburn volleyball in the postseason. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And last year it was kind of a um, – I can't believe they finally made it. They finally broke that ceiling. Uh, and this year it's similar. You know, it's a – I saw the – the program posts, you know, first time back-to-back appearances. Obviously, if it's you made it for the first time last year, it's your first time making it back-to-back. But um, definitely feels a little bit different this year. Feels like not so much as a happy to be here, but feels like we know we've been here before. We know we we know what it takes to compete um, and a little bit higher seed. So I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about you know the collective Auburn family fan base being able to watch some postseason volleyball once again. It's a fun team, that team that came really, really close to some big upsets this year, um, even in, you know, just recent days with Arkansas taking them to five sets. Um, so really excited about this team. Coach Crouch continues to have this team on the right trajectory, um, and it's good. I mean, that's only more evidence by making the postseason again. So 
looking forward to that match and uh, seeing how far Auburn volleyball can can push this thing. I'm just calling for a streak that just exists in perpetuity from now on, like playoffs, yeah. tournament from now on. Like this, the streak never ends back to back to back Make to it back. Regular. That, that we're literally going to just be repeating that, you know, years and years from now. I, I'm just very proud of the program. Very proud, Coach Crouch, his staff, and the ladies, and really excited to watch them in this postseason, however long it lasts. A uh, little right. bit of uh, non-sports. I'm going to give you something, Austin, that I just tried for the very first time today in Auburn, Auburn food-wise, that um, I've had on my list the day that I saw it announced that mm. it was opening in Auburn. Not because I was familiar with the brand, the company, the, the restaurant, but you know, this is where we offer free advertising, you know, basically You're right. companies, uh, you know, we're, we're giving you a little preview, a little bit of pizzazz here. Uh, Stacks, which is a breakfast brunch location in downtown Auburn, uh, just to the right. If you're looking at the storefronts of little Italy, I think that's the, the one right next to mm -hmm. it. I don't know if there's one in between it um, and the bookstore that's there. Um, just the traditional bookstore, not a college bookstore, but it is known for its pancakes, its breakfast food. And my goodness, Mr. Scott, was mm. this a winner um, for several reasons. Boy, was the food good. They've got some, at least what their menu claims, some things exclusive to not just Alabama, but to Auburn. Um, I had the Koneka sausage um, oh pancake encrusted uh Hot dogs, is it not hot dogs, but corn? I don't oh know if you call them a pancake dog, something like that. Oh you my goodness! Dip them in the maple syrup too. My gosh, have you have you oh, thought about trying goodness. this? Um, yes. Yeah, so Emily and I have talked about stacks since, like you said, since it came, and went tried to go with some friends one time, just crazy busy, mm -hmm. um, line a little too, or the wait time a little too long. Um, but had have heard about what it is and how it's been popular so far, but I've not gotten to go. It's still on that list of things we got to make sure we do. And so I was very glad to hear that you told me you were, you went and it sounds like it checked off all the boxes for yourself. Auburn, it, Auburn needs some more breakfast places and, and those have started to, to come around. Yes. Well, we actually kind of went through the rundown this morning because we were leaving town and uh, mm -hmm. you know we went we were out more towards the Tiger Town area, so we went to Flying Biscuit. It was an hour and a half wait. Yep. No, I thought Byron's had started opening up at um, you know on Sundays for brunch and stuff like that. That's I think the next week it wasn't open today. Uh, that was a big disappointment. I was actually kind of got my hopes yeah. up. Oh. Flying Biscuit was too busy. I was like, well, let's go try Stacks. We walk in there, lines literally out the door. It's rainy. It's awful outside. And I just looked at everybody. I said, look, this is probably our last outside of going to a rest uh, fast food or Bucky's or something like that. Let's just wait and see what happens. And boy, am I glad I did because not only was it the, one of the best things we've ever tried at Auburn. That's a, and that's a big compliment. Wow. Yeah. But today was a big recruiting day uh, for mm. football, very full of high profile recruits, certain coaches. And uh, it happened. I, I didn't get his name, but an individual who works on staff walked in, uh, right behind us and kind of because he, he heard us talking and saying well, that's that's this player that's planning to come to Auburn and he's like yeah this is our guys and all this kind of stuff so Stax was popping for several reasons today so I can <laughs> recommend the food and it, clearly it is a big hit with the athletes the staff and prospective athletes too so I will recommend those Koneka pancake dogs mm. the biscuits mm -hmm. 
Hey, what's what's your favorite breakfast food? Oh man, Emily and I have been on a streak here of Byron's. We have, the, I mean, classic eggs, grits, bacon, yeah, biscuits. I mean, you cannot go wrong. Byron, now look, Kyle. I think we've discussed this before. You and I both have a very very fond place in our heart for Price's Barbecue House. May may she rest in peace. And and I was not sure it was ever gonna every anything was ever gonna come close to to fill in that hole in our hearts. But I mean Byron says they know what they're doing. They know that what is they're doing. Good good breakfast. And so I'm usually a traditionalist, but you know, I stacks is something that's different in Auburn and when it's something downtown, you know, I hate seeing places that end up leaving downtown for whatever reason. And so I'm I'm glad that's going well. For it to be something new like that and it's already be a hit and a place coaches think to take prospective athletes says a lot. So um, stacks, it's uh, it's on top of our list of places to go. So I will I will report back when we can get there. Oh, I'd love a, a 2.0 report from that and hear what yes. you think. See if, if I didn't just overhype things, which I I have a tendency to do sometimes. I will admit that. <laughs> I'm proud of you for trying it. You are a creature of habit. I am when it comes to your Auburn food establishment. So I'm very proud of you. I don't think this football season. I mean, I went to places I had been before, but I don't think mm-hmm. I went to the same place on any game day. Like, I'm very proud of you for any meal, other other than the Chick Fil A, which I had to just on in a pinch sometimes, you know, because it's Chick Fil A. Did the superstitious part of you get a little given? Oh, oh, oh no, no, sorry, that now. doesn't count. That always has to happen. It's because I have to have my therapy to- Taco Bell okay. or my celebration okay. Taco Bell, and boy, did I do some therapy at Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> That sounds weird, but I did some therapy. I, mean, I believe you, it. You literally saw me sitting over there in the corner at Taco Bell, just crying my eyes into a chalupa. <laughs> I mean, it just just picture that right now. <laughs> so, that's exactly. Look, if y'all want to find me after a game, for those of you that said they'd love to come up and say hello, that's where you find me at, at the Auburn Taco Bell, just past. <laughs> I think it's uh, I forget the fraternity over there on uh past, uh, yeah PG, you know yeah on yeah uh, it's just yeah that's where you can find me in celebration or crying into <laughs> chalupa in therapy real quick before we gotta get into our full topics i do want to mention look we are going to be talking a lot of sport uh, a lot of sports obviously still when football is done basketball is well underway uh, a lot more coverage from that coming from us here personally about the a2c network when we as we kind of get back into gear me being gone for a little bit it's been very impressive watching the team, uh, even with one loss under their belt. Very strong opinions so far. I, I know you're probably about – I would assume you're impressed with what you've seen of Bruce Pearl and his team thus far for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a fun team to watch so far. Still gelling, still figuring some things out. Um, I got to go to the Alabama A&M game, um, and, the, and the team just did what they need to do against an inferior opponent. I, I think the thing – I don't think Bruce Pearl would say any differently because he's been very adamant about it. Finding yep. finding that strength to keep going in the second half um, and not get lackadaisical coming out of halftime yep. is going to be this team's um, kind of thing they're going to have to work on consistently throughout the year. So uh, even against Alabama A&M. So um, I think as we go on the year, I hope that gets better. I think that'll probably tell a lot about where this team can go. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for Auburn Potpourri. We got two main segments coming up for you. All about the Iron Bowl, the experience, the rounded of game day, the atmosphere. And then, of course, we'll break down the game. Big topic number one tonight. We are talking about the Iron Bowl. We're going to talk about the good parts of it first. The result will come 
in just a minute when we break down what we saw in the game, which there, there were good things in the game, too. That, I mean, we were in, in the Absolutely. Iron Bowl, folks, yet again. So we'll talk about that. So we'll just put that over there for a side. Um, it's bittersweet. The Iron Bowl in Jordan here always means the season's about to end. So it's kind of right. that yin and yang of like, man, this is such a great atmosphere. But every moment that passes, you know, this is it. This is the last time we're going to be there. And you hope that it lives up to the hype of what this rivalry is and i'll tell i'll start off by saying this austin people don't understand how truly amazing this rivalry is uh, i had the yep. opportunity to uh, be on someone else's show this week and talk about why it's the greatest and i and i will maintain this the greatest rivalry in sports and i will fight anybody tooth and nail on that there is just no other place where the state literally collides all into just a, a small town of Auburn or even a small ish town of Tuscaloosa. It's a bit much bigger than Auburn, but you know, in, in the grand scheme of things right. for most people, it's, it's a small er town too. It means so much. And you can see in the way that people show up just to be on campus. I think when I was walking up the spiral staircases to heaven, essentially to get to uh, you know, to the, the bowels of the upper deck, you you look out and you just see the people that it's 30 minutes to kick off and they're not even rushing to get in because they are there just to be on campus for the yeah. Iron Bowl. So for me, I don't know what your schedule and, and how you were able to get on camp campus, how early you were, but boy, was it popping. Traffic was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that I try to get on into Auburn the day before on any game day, because this one yep. I was not able to because of my schedule. I pulled in and, Parking spots, quote unquote, are literally just getting eaten up. And if you didn't make a decision, then you were going to miss out on a parking spot that was safe and legitimate. Yeah. What, what was your experience like, like in terms of atmosphere, the crowd outside? Like, what did you see and what did you feel about? Yeah. About I mean, it was, you know, and I'll have to even back it up to Friday because it was kind of the first time. Emily and I were coming from Birmingham for Thanksgiving, and usually we tend to leave a little bit earlier in the morning, or I do. She'll stay with some fam. Given the boys this year, we decided to leave, wait till the afternoon, early evening to leave. Um, and I have not done that in a long time, and, and probably since I was early in school, um, is come back. And I say that late because it's the day before the game, um, but even 280 on the way back was just, you know, we'd hit spots where we're just stuck in a parking lot essentially or in times where it's just slow and it's everybody just getting in town, either going to the lake or going to their game day condo early to be there to avoid Saturday morning, like you experienced. Um, and so, you know, once Emily and I got to campus, which was about, um, 1230, um, maybe a little later than that. Um, we started our walk and I mean, it was just very obvious from the get go there are tons of people on campus. There are tons of Auburn fans. There are tons of Albion fans. Um, and like you said, it's just a place every year where people just convene. And that is where the state comes together for one day, good or bad. Or but, um, for better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse, it is we're all going to pile into this city limit or really this university campus together. Um, and so it, it was no different. There were, and you know, I stress that because I think it's important for people to know this was a week after losing to New Mexico State. And that's not you just me saying. We, may, we You had to bring it up. We made it the whole potpourri without even talking about it, and you had to bring it up. <laughs> Wait, look, 
I can just this I can just glaze right over it because we didn't have to have a whole podcast dedicated to it. Um, uh, still, after that game, Alabama fans alike are pouring in because this game matters. This game means something. You know, as silly as it sounds, far beyond football, this game is going to matter throughout the next year until we play it again. Um, for with with families, with friends, um, coworkers, and such. So. Um, it was packed. It was absolutely nuts. Um, I'll be honest. When I was walking up and we were getting ready, I thought there had to be tons of Alabama fans in this stadium, and and just because they were everywhere, um, and I don't know where they all went. Because I mean, there was a lot, and more. Well, I can tell you where a lot of them were pregame in a second. Well, there were a lot. There were, and there were more normal road game allotment, obviously. Um, and and in the road section and sprinkled throughout, but it just doesn't. It did not feel like a lot, as many as I was seeing on campus, in the stadium. All that said, so many people, so much movement. Um, I did not get to look. I wish I had gotten to look over the the concourse for going up because I'm sure it would have just looked like somebody poked an ant bed and there's just people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that is such a good analogy for what happens when Auburn and Alabama fans get together. Poking <laughs> an ant. It's like the fire ants and and the and the and the darker ants get together and just kind of yes. like you know and 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 usually they're not really fighting but it looks like they are in fact well for, let me i got like a bunch of stories popping in here um the all the alabama fans have apparently congregated in the quad area between i don't know all of the dorms but keller hall right that right the quad area dorm area right past the student center I mean, that's where I've been testing out a potential regular tailgate spot for the future for E2C if we ever wanted to do something this past season. And mm. I just, because I wasn't able to be there early to set anything up, I was like, I just want to see who was in there this time because it's been pretty chill back there. It seemed like every bammer, every, <laughs> I was, I'm going to behave because <laughs> I can use some other terms was back there just hooping and hollering and RTing it up and just, you know, like, I mean, I, I just turned the corner. I'm like, what is this stench? And there, I mean, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere back there. I mean, you couldn't find a piece of mm. origin blue to save your life mm. back there. I mean, I guess they just claimed it. So I'm kind of thankful I didn't yeah. try to set up a tailgate back there for the Iron Bowl. Um, there's that. I had an experience outside the stadium early in the morning as I was making my rounds, oh, as I usually do. I went to SEC, SEC Nation, was there. Always great to have them there. Mm. It brings a good atmosphere, you know, similar-ish to game day, but not as big. But it's, it's always, I think, my recommendation, it, you should always stop by SEC Nation because they do a lot of fun stuff in and around it. So if you have the time, if you're interested, do go stop by there when they come in and show them a good time while they come to Auburn in terms of fan response. Yes. The jokes can be said on both sides, more on the Bama side, but um, about the redneck nature of our fan bases and Cal College, I'm going to just say it, cousin lover on the other side and all, you know, mm-hmm. however you'd like to categorize each other. But I saw the two most stereotypical Auburn oh, and Alabama fans meet each other just on happenstance as I passed by both of them. And the intent, like the, the, phrasing the way they talk just arguing over nothing 
like it was just like an implosion happened right there and it was the most hilarious thing ever. and i was like i'm so glad i witnessed this to start off my morning of the iron bowl yes like, it was the, did it make you smile like what was your ma- reaction i'm sad that it made me smile i don't know what that says about me as a depraved oh, yeah. individual but I like i found that insanely entertaining and absolutely it was incredible all right we talked about outside let's talk about inside the game because then we're going to talk about the actual results of the game and what we saw from the team the atmosphere inside jordan hair 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 bama fans admitted that too you could even watch them the most arrogant and obstinate alabama fans looked around they're like wow (laughs) this is pretty this is pretty awesome to be in this thing right now whether it was a swag surf whether it was you know just the halftime show the metallica show happening again everybody walked away from that game just because of the game itself but the atmosphere of being in it iron bowl delivered yet again i i would guess that you would agree too oh my gosh i mean i that was one of the, the first things i said on our walk back i said i was like it was fun to just be in there again and it and it mattered like it every that was auburn and jordan here at its at its height that that's what it's expected for games like that so it's expected for sec games especially iron bowl games um because i mean it it was unbelievable to all that were in there to on the field and the stands those you know working it was just very obvious that this this is one of the premier environments in college football if not the premier college football environment and if auburn the Auburn Tigers have a lead or they are in the game going in the fourth quarter. It is something that you cannot explain unless you are in the stadium. Um, It, it was absolutely unbelievable to be a part of and just feel again. Um, I think it's, you know, there's been big games, obviously the iron ball from a couple of years ago, I would say that that environment was fantastic as well. Um, But, you know, given I think the history of the last few years and all the things on off the field, whatever has gone on, um, it felt like maybe maybe this thing is is going to get back up to where it's supposed to be, and and that environment can can be a mainstay around here. And so I I thought it could it couldn't have gotten any better. The weather was just I mean as perfectly end of November Iron Bowl Saturday as you can ask for, um, with sunny and dark. You know, well just I mean, and you, I know you saw the sunset. Oh, I saw that sunset, man. And here's the, here's my one regret. I love the side that I had my season tickets this year because of certain other weather aspects that it helps with. But if you were on the other upper deck, you had oh, yeah. the most amazing view of the Iron Bowl backdrop you could ever wish for. I turned, yes. I turned and looked to my right, and I said, I am so mad that I can't run over this Bama fan right <laughs> here to take a better picture because orange and blue skies, baby. Every yes. single time. And on the Iron Bowl, it just doesn't get any better. Everything about the environment, like that is that is what I love about college football. And I love about Auburn football um, is is what the Iron Bowl environment and atmosphere was. I told Emily, I said, I can't believe we have to wait two more years before that game comes back here. <sighs> because did, it is like that. It, it does not matter. Truly, it does not matter what the records are. It doesn't matter. And that I'm not even talking about the game play on the field. It does not matter the circumstances outside of it. When the game is in Jordan Air Stadium, and I want to 
make sure I specify when the game is in Jordanaire Stadium, people show up and people will show up for that game because it matters to just be with the Auburn people. And yep. mm, mm, I love, well, you know, I I love mean, every second. If it's in Tuscaloosa, they can't get them to show up or stay, you know, so it is what That's it what is. For them, you know. you got to go to the. And if you go to Legion Field again, you might lose people in there. So it's just, it is Mm. what it is. Uh, Final thing about the atmosphere. I want to give a shout out to an individual here. And look, you know, I am showing favoritism here, but I want to give a shout out to our Mike man, uh, Dalton Odom. Uh, He has been a big, uh, you know, supporter and follower of what we do here at E2C Network. And we very much appreciate him. And uh, I was, I believe this is his last year. I think he even has said as much. Yeah. And I just I, I appreciate his friendship and how much he has meant as a mic man to the experience in Jordan Hare. And uh, we're going to miss him. But uh, all that encompassed in is the good stuff, all the good things of the Iron Bowl. Next, let's talk about that game. Big topic number two tonight. We're going to talk about, I guess this is, you call this therapy again. Uh, we did it on the post-game <laughs> stream, as we always do. So if you miss those, you can go back and watch them. But I would encourage you, if you've not subscribed to, especially here at YouTube, we do post-game streams for most, uh, pretty much all the basketball games that we're able to, barring scheduling conflict. And we'll do some for baseball as well, and other things too. But we're going to talk about 27-24. to 24. Bama beats Auburn in the Iron Bowl 2023. No Bama fans, you didn't get the touchdown at the end. Ha ha. So I guess we'll take our wins wherever we can get them. It did not count. He did step out of bounds, I believe, was the ruling that kept them from having that touchdown. Is that your understanding for why the touchdown was off the board? That's what they said. That I mean, he ran right to me. So I and I didn't see it, but I mean the referee was right there, and that's what they said. And I don't think they're gonna go review something for um the vegas sakes um so i think uh 27 24 is what will go down in the history books and it doesn't matter because bama gets the win uh auburn is literally and we can argue up and down what the real result of the loss is but one thing yep. i will stand on if you catch a punt if you let the punt go i would argue auburn wins that game is there is there a more valid point than that about the result of this game? No, no, I don't think you you know, and I think you can play it both ways. You you, you can complain all you want about certain officiating issues, both sides. You can complain all you want about certain defensive procedures or schemes. You can complain all you want about whatever, whatever you want to focus on on how is why the game came to the outcome that you believe. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you catch the ball. Yeah. The game's over. And, and I want to make sure, because there's been a lot of talk about this, I want to make sure that this, we are not hounding Coy Moore. Thank you. I was we about not, to go there. Thank you. We are not getting on Coy Moore. We are not getting on him as a person specifically at all. Just, just it doesn't matter who it is. If it right. could have been Keontae Scott, the normal punt returner for Auburn, who happened to get hurt on the play before. It could have been Ryan Davis, the one of the best punt returns I think Auburn's ever had. Uh, if you catch the ball, Auburn gets to Auburn gets to make sure that clock is real slow, real low. If Auburn, if Alabama ever gets the ball again, um, I, or if I you let it go, is a bigger possibility. 
you might be backed up a lot, but you control what you control right there. Right. Now, could Auburn still fumble the ball on the one yard line? Yes, but Auburn is in control there. So I, I think – and I think you and I are in agreement based on that you brought it up. The punt – the muff punt is where I look at it and say that's where Auburn had to clean up, had to clean up a mistake in order to give themselves the best chance to have won the game. Yes. Uh, it, you catch the ball, you let it go. I think Auburn wins the game. Point I made on the post game stream is I think if they catch the ball and just start from there, that's kind of like that the air being let out for Alabama at that point and one first down, <clears> which which we were able to move the ball right. pretty effectively. Uh, you're mm. done. You're pretty much done at that point because that just kind of takes the gas off of their engine. If they let it go and it gets stopped back inside the ten. There's a little bit of energy there for Alabama, especially on their side of the field with the majority of their fans in that corner and their band. You might think they could make a stop, making it a little bit more interesting, but it's still in your control. But I am glad that you brought up this whole thing about Coymore because, you know, some of you people, I'm just going to say, I'm nobody here that I know right now, but like ridiculous. are just ridiculous and you're cowards. You would never say some things that you say 100%. to coaches, to players, to Coymore. So you're a coward if you're saying it here on a podcast or things like that in the comments section. Uh, so it, it doesn't matter who it was, but the, the reality is you catch it, you let it go. Game's pretty much over. Still plenty of other blame to go around. You know, it's, yep. you can say you play better defense. That's, you know, if you make a better coaching decision, uh, if you complete a drive that had not had stalled earlier in the game, you're not even in that situation at all. The punt, the muck pump that probably doesn't Correct. even matter. And it's, so there's, we can play these ifs and buts and candies and nuts all we want. We're all not going to have a Merry Christmas at the end of this. We lost, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, what a game though. Uh, I was so proud of this team. What's amazed me is the amount of fans that thought we weren't going to be in this thing. I was like, have you not watched this? Iron? Um, have you yeah. not watched Auburn and Jerry hair? Like, thank you. This this game alone dictates that we're going to take this down the wire. Does it happen every single year? No. Sometimes we whoop their butts. It's happened. I trust, trust me, folks. I know it seems a long time ago, but we we have done that in the past. And a lot lately, they've whipped our butts in some games. But this is the Iron Bowl. This team plays differently there. So proud of some big moments there. I think it started off pretty rough, uh, with especially offensively. Um, but I think Peyton stepped up in some big ways. Jabaris Johnson stepped up in some big ways. We had a lot of defensive players. Eugene Asante, Marcus Harris had a very crucial, I think it was a, it was a sack yep. uh, late in the game. You know, I just, when we were talking on our post-game stream and I kept talking about individual steps, I was like, I do, I remember that moment with that player. You had big players step up in a big game, even if it was for singular moments of time. And that's what you got it. You love is everybody's heart and soul was put into this game, and you know they left it out on there in the field. Oh, absolutely. And and like you said, it it baffles me, just unbelievably baffles me that that people can look at this game injured in here. Now I look, we've had our struggles over there. There's a hex and over there that that we cannot shake a monkey off our back at all over there. But I'm when it, this game is injured in here, I don't understand why anyone counts Auburn out. I just don't like, and and yeah, you watch certain commentators on certain national college football shows just harping and harping and harping on oh, they just lost to who? They just lost to New Mexico State. No, that I know crazy things have happened. It's not happening today in Jordan here. 
foot and mouth is happening all over that college game day set right now. And I couldn't be happier about it because, <laughs> yes, is it a moral victory? Absolutely. It's a moral victory. Auburn's still 6-6. Six and six. Auburn did not win the game. It does not matter. However, this whole disrespect that we're just going to keep looking at Auburn and it doesn't matter what their record is, but Alabama's going to come into Jordan Air Stadium and win a game is not going to happen. You can ask the head guy over there. His comment post-game to CBS was, we have had a lot of weird stuff happen over here, and I think that's the first time it's gone our way. And he's about right. Because yeah. – and that's not – I'm not – I don't think he meant it this way, but I'm saying it. This is not just because Jordan-Hare is the Indian burial ground and we've got something spooky going on over there. It's because it is a dang hard place to play because the Auburn family shows up and shows out. Yep. And until – I don't – I hope that never becomes just – something that everybody agrees with personally because we keep getting disrespected we keep showing up and so it did not go our way this time it's gone our way a good bit over here and i and it doesn't matter what the record is and i'm proud of that but um i just i cannot stand you know there were multiple questions all week it felt like on is it going to be closer it's probably going to be a blowout i mean they're not very good no 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 on any given day in this especially in this conference Anybody can beat anybody. And when it's Auburn and Alabama and in the, that game's in Jordan-Hare Stadium, I'm taking, I'm taking the Tigers every time. I'm going to be wrong, you know, a few times, but I'm taking the Tigers, Kyle. I'm getting off my soapbox. The game's over. I'm sweating now. Are you just, sweating? You are in a sweatshirt. <laughs> I just I, – I love this game. Like, you know, and I know Auburn's lost the majority of them. But I, I love this game. I think this game – is fantastic, and as we already talked about the environment, so I don't want to get back on that. But when it's in Jordan here, this team steps up, and this team can play with anybody, um, and I think that that showed. So I'm proud of our guys. Um, Peyton yeah. Dorn, I think, is tough as nails. I think he showed big time that he can be a big time college quarterback, and especially in the SEC. Um, I think our rushing game was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the fact we we just put the head down played smash mouth running Auburn football um, against some a bunch of five-star defensive players. Yep. Um, and outside of maybe the first couple drives, took them all the way up and down that field a few times. So um, I loved it. You know, I think it's cliche, but I think the talent discrepancy is obviously there. Coach Freeze has talked about that. That's been talked about ad nauseum. That talent discrepancy is probably about as wide as it's going to be here for the next few years. So yeah. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for more. I think if you don't think this program is on the right trajectory, I just really don't know what to tell you. And I think you're going to have to come to that realization yourself some other way. Drop the mic, walk out right now, sir. I mean, that's, that's well put, well put. I want to round out our discussion. It could fall into the experience part of this in, in segment number two, but we haven't really touched on it yet. Uh, did you know that was the anniversary of the kick six? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard <laughs> have you heard it's, it's like did you know Jarrett Stidham's from Texas uh did you know Bo is getting married did you know Bo's dad played here what you know whatever the <laughs> the buzz phrase future husband uh, winner Bo next I'm not going to jinx him I'm oh, you know, anyway week. we'll we'll talk and yes folks we're probably going to for those of you that just see every time we say the phrase Bo Nix because you can't I might like, even have a t-shirt I'll wear for I, it you know what? I, I might even type Bo Nix is, is, is my Heisman across my head and just wear it for all of you folks that just can't be mature enough to celebrate an Auburn graduate. Anyway, that's not what we want to talk about. Um, 
Chris Davis back. He's the honorary Mike man. I mean, yeah. like you, you, the script was written by every Auburn fan. Like you could have just exactly how many times we were going to replay the kick six, all that stuff. I mean, it, there was no surprise in the celebration of it. And, you know, don't let any Alabama fan tell you that they've gotten over it, that it doesn't matter anymore. They're trying to say no. at the end of the game, this erases the kick six. You will live with that, and they know they will live with that forever, and we will never let it begin. It is the greatest play in college sports, I will argue, in sports, period, <laughs> at least American sports. And, uh, boy, it was fun to have that 10th yeah. anniversary. It would have been great to cap off with a win, but I think we did a great job celebrating it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, you can say all you want how much has been overplayed the last 10 years you might even have a little bit of a, a point. But when it's the 10-year anniversary, it's going to happen all day long. It happened all game long. Um, and, you know, I think that, like you said, it is the best play, especially to end a game in any competition in sports. It, it's just the, the stakes around it, everything that went into it um, is still just unbelievable to think about. Um and, and it'll continue. It's going to go down in Auburn lore, just like so many other great plays, especially in this rivalry he'll have. Um, I'll be honest, folks, fourth and 31. I, I would thank you. heard about for, for quite a long time. And, and here's, look, here's the difference. Go, as here's, it, as go it ahead. should. Yeah. As it should. Like, four, like we didn't even talk about the, the yardage and all that, but fourth and 31 and that kind of pass and that kind of catch – Yes, like that will be something. Look, if it was us, yes, we'd all be playing it yeah. left and right as much as they have. And so, I, you know, this goes back into how great the rivalry is, but I think that that's always going to be a part of it is these great these great plays and these great memories because of the emotions they bring yeah. to us. Um, so, you know, you're going to see fourth and 31 a lot. You're going to see the kick six a lot. But look. You know, nobody's calling fourth and thirty-one the best played ever in the game. So we'll we'll take that in our bank and we'll we'll oh, it was, deposit it. I'll say right now, it's one of the best plays that I've seen in the Iron Bowl. And but it's absolutely, not, it, it's not the best, but it was incredible. Yeah. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due. See, that's the difference there, Bama fans. We can actually, you know, mm. just say, yeah, yeah, you got us. I mean, and that wow, what what a way to do it, fourth and thirty-one. Whoo! Of course, if you catch a punt, it would even mattered. But here we stand mm. at the end of it, Iron mm. Bowl. 2023 in the books, 27-24. We'll get you next time, Bammers. On the way out, uh, if you'd like to catch up with me, you can do so on the X slash Twitter at Kyle Loomis24. Where can they find you? Yes, uh, Austin G. Scott on the X slash Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Uh, yeah, we're, we'll be moving into hardwood season here soon so um, i hope our auburn alabama game is not 27 24 on the basketball court something tells me it won't be uh if it is i will pull i will literally have no more <laughs> hair on the live stream so you can look, have that to look forward to thank y'all for tuning in until we talk to you again or even or even